I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started with this episode, I'd like to share with you a few announcements about what's going on in the Womb Centered Healing Temple which is an online space for womb-centered healing practitioners to collaborate and share the important work of womb-centered healing with the world. I'm Sama Morningstar, the founder of the Womb-Centered Healing Temple. I'd like to invite you to visit the Womb-Centered Healing Temple website at wombcenteredhealing.com. And there you can sign up to to receive the Womb Centered Healing Temple newsletter, which will send you an email notification every time there's a new podcast episode out. And you'll also receive notifications about blog posts. uh, And you'll also um, be notified when there's new events, courses, and things to, to look forward to. You can explore the website there and see a variety of online courses that are available to support your womb-centered healing journey. So I hope to see you there um, signing up for the newsletter and perhaps for some courses and events. And otherwise, until then, enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have Odessa here with me today. Thank you so much for joining us, Odessa. I would love to, for you to introduce yourself uh, a bit more. Um, I know we met on social media. I was inviting guests to come on and talk about the elements and womb wellness. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about your womb centered healing personal journey and how the elements play into that. And then we'll, we'll um, go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the uh, invitation and to come and share with your platform, Sama. I appreciate it. My name is Odessa. I call myself a womb wellness coach. 
Uh, my main focus right now is pregnancy preparation. And I work with uh, women within uh, the birthing their birthing years, um, really uh, working on giving guidance um, around that uh, and women who also are dealing with hormonal imbalances um, such as fibroids, PCOS, infertility, these kinds of things. Um, my background is uh, where I'm from. I'm from Quebec, Canada. And in Quebec, I'm a naturopath. I'm also um, awaiting to do my final massage to become a registered natural, um, a registered massage therapist. Uh, I'm a birth and postpartum doula. I am a. I do a lot of different um, things. I'm very passionate about wellness and healing, and I very much believe that um, it's time for us to reclaim the medicine that is available to us. And, uh, and so this is what started my journey um, in terms of the desire to learn natural medicine and how it became more focused on women's medicine as I worked through my own illnesses um, or imbalances, um, you know, with long cycles, irregular cycles, heavy cycles, oh my goodness, cycles. Um, and, uh, and, and I think for me, one of the biggest pieces that started me on the journey was um, when I was, when I, when I found out that I was having a baby girl, um, I, I, I said to myself, I, I don't think I know anything to offer her. Mm. I felt like that you know um and so that really inspired me you know like how come i don't know and i really felt as though i was missing something and so that really sparked um the journey you know the beginning of that journey for me mm. of uh, womb-centered healing and wellness mm. wonderful you know i've heard this often with moms of daughters uh, awakening to this question of what do I have to, to offer my daughter? What do I want to give her that I didn't receive? Mm -hmm. And what is that? Like pulling it out of the blue, out of the red, out of nowhere, uh, rediscovering it, you know, reaching wherever we need to reach to find that wisdom. So I'm so glad that that, that sparked you too. And I'm curious to hear more about some of the imbalances that you personally were struggling with and some of the initial aha moments when you started to recognize them as signs of imbalance and, and perhaps even how those um, experiences inspired your professional development journey. I'm imagining that you know, there was a reason you decided to go study to become a naturopath. There was a reason you decided to become a massage therapist and a, and a doula, you know, birth and postpartum doula. And so I'm curious how your personal uh, journey of, of addressing some of the imbalances that were causing, you know, pain or suffering in your life um, sparked you to learn more and to be able to help others. Yeah, so I grew up as a, uh, a tomboy and there's nothing wrong with being a tomboy. <laughs> um, but I, I also grew up 
I really did feel as though I was disconnected from, from being feminine. Mm. Um, and that I, I, I didn't recognize that until maybe the age of 16, 17, like really start to recognize it. Like I just felt like, okay, you know, there's something about femininity and womanhood that I was not connecting to. With regards to my cycles, my cycles were just really heavy, seven days, eight days, you know, lots of bleeding, lots of, you know, pad changing, um, lots of med like painkillers. Um, I was, I was also very irregular. Um, so I'd missed three months or six months and we didn't know what was going on, right? Um, doctors were suggesting, was it endometriosis? Was it PCOS? But they were, nothing was conclusive. So I was just, I was just completely inconclusive. Um, and so when getting into my 20s, you know, when I started that process of, of researching natural medicine, because from a young child, I wanted to do medicine, but not quite ortho, orthodox medicine, occidental. And getting into my 20s, I was introduced to um, natural medicine. And um, I was actually introduced to Queen Afua. And within the, um, the African-American, the melanated community, she's one of the pioneers, or she is the pioneer for women within our community. Um, and, and right around that time, I was like, okay, well, this inspiration, it was a response for me because I was like, okay, what's, I'm just surrounded by um, very, what I would describe as um, very masculine, um, dominant women, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with having masculinity, but when it's dominant and it, you know, takes over, then the disharmonies can start to show up in other areas, right? Because everything has its polarity, it has its duality, right? So, um, when I another so that was one thing that 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 got me into that journey but being um in the hospital with my daughter um and you know asking questions and not feeling as though I was heard or you know the assumption that this was happening to me because I'm a very sensitive person and I can feel what's happening and so I can I can communicate you know things that you wouldn't necessarily expect a patient to communicate with you, right? So when I started having these conversations with my doctors very quietly, right? Cause I still wasn't sure what I was feeling but I knew it wasn't right. And they were dissuading me, you know like, no, like, you know, know what you're feeling is not this, you'll be okay. Just take these painkillers. It's like, no, there was more and it was very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And and so the, the piece de resistance, the piece that really broke the camel's back for me was when my daughter um, she, she got salmonella poisoning at the age of three months. Mm. Yeah. And we were vegetarian, vegan at the time. So I was like, okay, so where is this coming from? But what really got me was when I brought her to the hospital and I had her diaper was rolled up because her, her, her fecal matter was avocado green. Mm. And I'm like, this is, this is, it wasn't normal for her age. And, uh, and I brought it there and the the, the first doctor was like, well, just, you know, bring it here. And, and well, the first doctor, he poked at it with his pencil, like just pushed it around, like pushed the diaper around. It was not, it didn't look as though it was within protocol, right? The way that he was treating the specimen or anything like that, I didn't like it. And then I brought, he told me what to do and I brought it to the testing. Testing never tested it. You know, I called the hospital again and, you know, had to like 
my daughter could have died. <laughs> you know, when we finally had the testing and everything done, it turns out that that's what she had. It went out of her system. Luckily, I knew what I was, you know, some stuff. So I was able to help her. But right there for me, you know, the experience of going into the hospital as a birthing woman, being in the hospital with my child. I mean, I didn't even mention, you know, other issues that we had, you know, in between having her and then going back that time for salmonella. It, it's just, you know, so that really motivated my healing, my healing journey. Um, the heal, And so I began just looking at that natural medicine, balancing my hormones, seeing that, okay, well, the herbs are helping and the food is changing, you know, what's happening for me, but also using the stones, you know, I put crystals in my pocket and the pain, menstrual pain went away. It was like, what is this magic? You know, like, this is beautiful. What, when, when the medicine really, really came to my rescue, was when I was deep, deep in the throes of postpartum depression, mm. deep in the throes of postpartum depression. Sometimes I, I laugh with my husband jokingly now, but I'm like, you shouldn't have allowed me out. <laughs> like I really had a rough time. Um, and, and it was because I knew that medicine, right? That I was able to you know, nurture myself and still communicate with my doctors and, you know, like hear my friends and, you know, go and see the therapist and come back to myself and do the work, you know, that was missing in the care system, you know, like no one's going to tell me, you know, like you should, where you should go and what you should do. And so being able to nurse myself, you know, back to a state of, of um, equilibrium, you know what I mean? And really recognize, you know, where I was to where I am now and really attribute my medicine that I've integrated and the medicine that I was gifted with and the passion that I have to learn and heal. It's like, no, we need to know how to do this, mm -hmm. you know, because going into the hospitals, you, you do need crisis and trauma intervention sometimes, you know what I mean? We're not gonna, you know, let's call a spade a spade, you know, but if you're gonna go into the hospitals, you need to know what's happening. You need to know how to communicate, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 know what to say and and how to express, um, you know, and how to fill in the gaps. So this is this is the basis <laughs> of uh, of my work, of my womb centered work. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like, um, so it sounds to me what you shared is that you had an introduction to holistic wellness through your explorations with Queen Afua. Had you read her books? Did you take a training? Yes, her? yes. I read her book. You read her book. Okay, so um, that already is an introduction to the spiritual aspects of womb wellness, as well as perhaps some of the herbs and using stones and, um, mm -hmm you know, where the, where that intersects, was there any, um, was there any standout thing? Uh, you said the stone. So the earth element, the power of these potent minerals, um, can you share with us a little bit more details about connecting with stones and how that works? I mean, 
I'm imagining that you learned more about this magic that you described of the stone in your pocket helping to alleviate your menstrual pain. I'm imagining you've learned more about how that works. Could you share a little bit about that for us? Most definitely. So I went on to learn um, crystal healing with a scientist, the GM, and the beauty was, you know, hearing her talk about um, the grid shapes inside of the stones and how they help to entrain us. So we go through entropy where we as beings, we fluctuate up and down. And because the minerals, so crystals are made of minerals, right, over millennia um, and, and the hardness of them, the way that they're created, you know, they have geometric structures. And so it holds an energy, it holds a frequency. And so based off of the color, right, the length of time, the color, the location, that vibration holds a particular key, right, or a particular thought pattern or information that it conveys to us. Now, the beauty of us is that we're made of the same minerals, right? This is exactly like you mentioned, it's the earth, it's the minerals. And the body in and of itself is mostly minerals and liquid, minerals and water, so earth and water, right? So when we hold on to these crystals, when we keep them close to us, what happens is our frequency begins to entrain. It begins to align with the frequency that is um, uh, stronger, that resonates, uh, that 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 resonates more consistently, right? And that would be what the crystals do. And so, by attuning the crystals, either by sound, right, learning to raise the vibration by sound, putting it in the sun, burying it in the earth, you know, doing full cleanses, however you do, washing it with water, um, you know, you're able to. Um, so you, you're able to remove um, excessive information that can be blocking the transmission of energy because crystals emit, stones are only receptive, crystals emit. So you wanna clear them so that you can receive, because we are like frequency bands. You know, you can tune into many different radio stations or maybe you only listen to one. Maybe you can go AM, FM, right? So the stones help the physical body. They can, they can help with blood flow. They can help with turning up hunger. They can help with, you know, um, moving, um, you know, chi. They can do a lot of different things. Um, based off of the structure and the color. And then when we look at how those structures and colors, because we're made of the same things, when we look at how it translates into our physical matter, then, you know, the possibilities are endless. I could go on for hours about this. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that earth element really grabbed you at the beginning from that. Yes. That's what I heard and what you shared earlier is that you put that stone in your pocket and suddenly your menstrual pain was diminished or gone. And that said to you, wait a second, nobody has ever been able to help me with this before. And suddenly I have a rock in my pocket and something's happening here. So that was a big aha moment. It sounds like to me, which then inspired you to go on and study with this um, crystal scientist. And now it sounds like you have all of this to help people who come to you with these yeah. similar things. And so is there, is there a process that you go through with people to assess where they're at and determine what crystals uh, or stones might be most helpful for them? Sure, I do. Um, 
So basically when someone is coming to work with me, I'm looking at all of the elements. I'm looking at how the elements are made up in your body, right? And so I'm, um, we're looking at even how you, you interact with them, like what kind of distractions do you mostly adhere to, right? Do you collect energy, do you collect information that's more air stuff? You know, do you, you know, are you stubborn? Do you move slowly with stuff that's more earth element, right? Are you way too emotional with things that's more water? You know, are you quick to judge and aggressive that's more fire? So we're looking at this in your life, in your habits, in your charts, in your in everything. And then we're looking at what organs are in and out of balance, which senses, right? Are you more attuned to? And so looking at this, and then we can really start deducing, we can start looking at your health, right? And then we can even look, okay, spiritually, mentally, emo, like where are you, you know, with these different things Like you might respond a little bit more to this than that, right? So, and so based off of this, um, so I, I integrate stones into my work, but that's not where my main focus is. My main focus is really much on the person. Um, and if they're asking specifically for a stone healing, then I will prepare something based off of the chakras. So you'll give me the information off of each chakra. And then I'm looking at your numbers. I'm looking at, you know, um, just kind of matching um, like that with the vibration, like someone the other day was saying, you know, she experienced something um, and needed pink stones, right? And so I go off of, you know, based off of what you, you're saying, what your needs are, but then what your body is actually asking for as well. So with all of this information, you just kind of distill it, you know, into, um, into a set for them or into, you know, the medicine that they would need, or, you know, maybe what you actually need is, you know, more hydrotherapy or more physical movement or more, you know, maybe you need to smoke out or smell aromas, right? So just kind of playing around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it sounds like um, you learned about all of these different approaches, the hydrotherapy, the, the, using smoke or fumigation, yes. um, using aroma, using mm -hmm. stones, using, um, I'm imagining you also would have herbal, yes, um, herbs and nutrition. herbs and nutritional, um, you know, movement practices, breath practices, I'm imagining you might um, work with breath. You learned a lot of this or you know a combination of all of these things in um, naturopath school in in Canada right yes and no actually so I'm a little bit different mm. um so what I find a lot of the programs do is they kind of take like the core pieces and they put together and they offer it as the program whereas I've more um pursued the independent programs um, and I've gathered up um, so my, so my uh, the, I am accredited as the naturopath but I didn't do like a three-year comprehensive like I went and I studied Chinese medicine then I went and I studied color therapy then I went and I studied reflexology then I went and I studied food then I went and I studied herbs right so like I, I went to specialize because like there's just way too much 
and I know you know, <laughs> there's way too much information out there. And, and I really feel like we need to give the medicine its due diligence um, and, and, and recognize that, especially, um, you know, if we're giving it the due diligence, like you have to study decades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, know, you have to study decades before you were handed the, the baton. And so you were able to compile various uh, programs, study accredited, programs program. accredited programs from different teachers of these different specialized different programs from different studies. Schools. Yeah, and take it to this 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 portfolio and take it to the accrediting naturopathic accrediting organization in Canada and say, I have these many hours and it, it all added up to equate. Uh, this is in Quebec, yes. And so as I'm in Ontario now, I'm going for Ontario standards, which are even more rigorous than Quebec. So uh -huh. just continuing, yeah, because I find especially like, and I'm, I think that you might have experienced sometimes, you know, um, registered health practitioners tend to look down on, uh, on this kind of work. Mm. Um, and, 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 I, and I, I'm very much about making sure that they recognize the validity. Right, and having that certification is really helpful for that. And also we learn things when we go through a certification process of how to communicate, like you were talking about earlier, how okay. to communicate in a way to um, allopathic or like what you said, occidental, medical practitioners that that clues them into the validity of some of these practices which you're demonstrating even today in this conversation about how you described how crystals work for example uh, I don't know how well that would work with uh, medical doctors to describe to me it worked great but <laughs> medical doctors you know what what? You know what? I actually had a conversation. Um, I've had I've had some conversations. My daughter laughs at me um, with a, an optometrist one time, and the other day I had one with a nurse in the ER. Uh -huh. So with with the optometrist, I said to her, I said, I said, are you familiar with iridology? And uh, and she says, uh, yeah, we put that up there with pseudo science, you know, um, astrology and all that pseudo science. I said, oh, did you know that every single one of those doctors under Hippocrates had to learn astrology before they were treating their 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 um, their patients, and she just she just had to stop because I just went on and went and she just stopped, you know, like oh really, like yeah, so you know there's and I just went into the physiology of it, and she, so she was she had to kind of pay attention. When I went to the I was in the hospital, I had to go into emerge for something, and I have a tattoo. And my tattoo resembles the, um, the, the caduce, right? The uraeus. And uh, the nurse was asking me a question. I was talking to her and I mean, she opened up. So I opened up a little bit and I said to her, I said, I said you know, the, meta, the medical symbol for medicine, the RX, that's the, remain, the only remaining glyph from medical astrology. And she looked at me, I said, yeah, I, I'm, that's me, I'm that person. <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's important you know, that they recognize that, you know, there's, there, there was a split and we need to bring this back in because it's detrimental. Yeah. You know, I could go, we could have a whole nother podcast episode about that topic. Now we've got three lined up, one just about <laughs> stone and, and crystals and one about the split between 
the um, more esoteric uh, approaches to healing and modern medicine and how detrimental that is. We could, that could be a title right there of a podcast episode. So, you know, our time is running out. I want to thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom here with us today. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how might they do so? I am on social media. They can find me at Cultivate Your Own Wellness on Instagram and Facebook. And they can also find me at Pregnancy Prep with Odessa on Instagram. Beautiful. Such a potent service. And, and just, I'm imagining that all of this you were creating out of what you might not have had when you first got pregnant and you felt the need for, and that others may be feeling the need for it as well. And so I just wanna thank you for feeling that need, responding to that call and offering this, this service. Are there any last words of wisdom you'd like to share before we complete? Uh, I would just encourage women, um, people, uh, but specifically womb carriers mm -hmm. to um, really trust, you know, trust your body, trust your instinct um, and really, you know, rely on that, learn to rely on that mm -hmm. because there's way more um, truth and um, self-authentication um, and affirmation that comes with relying on your temple, your body and the sacredness of the messages that it offers you. Mm. Thank you so much for articulating that so beautifully. And listeners know uh, as well that if you wanna learn more about the womb-centered healing temple and subscribe to the newsletter, you'll be getting um, announcements about perhaps these new next upcoming podcasts with Odessa, as well as all the other podcast episodes, you can go to woundcenteredhealing.com and subscribe there. Uh, hope to see you soon. That's all for now. Take good care.